0: Hello listeners of Talking Cast. You are about to listen to episode 9. Unfortunately, there was a problem on the guest host's track, which was not apparent until after the recording had been made. I have tried to fix it as much as I can, but there are still some flutters that remain on the track. Hopefully it will not spoil your enjoyment of the episode. Thank you very much for listening.
1: Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as a talking cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes. Others. Would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast. Are they adventurers, and her as a savior? Are they demented, love the punishment? I can't be sure. But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make you laugh so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen
2: floor. It's a time. Welcome to a
1: talking
3: cast. I am your host, Sammy. I am your co-host, Dylan.
2: And I'm your special guest, John McCoy.
3: Yes. Welcome. Welcome, John McCoy. Thank you for joining us.
2: Well, it's great to be here. Um, Most of you know my profligate younger brother, uh, but this is actually my first time podcasting, so be easy on me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, we're we're very honored. Yes, quite honored. So this is
0: a talking cast. The podcast about a talking cat that nobody ever asked for. We're on to episode nine
3: now. For those of you following along at home, starting at 801 and going on until nine. So I'm gonna go ahead and hop into starting the summary. We start off with the kid saying, I am so lame, and then Which is <laughs> True. Yeah, it's very true. A great summary of uh, the actuality of things.
2: When I was rewatching this, I was realizing that this is the sort of the thing that uh, this character Chris does. Is he likes to soliloquize? You know, there's all, but they're they're the shortest soliloquies ever. They're just like, I am so lame. And then he restates, in case you missed it, the uh, the exposition that you just actually saw. He says, (laughs) "Oh, she'll be here tomorrow," as if we hadn't actually seen it the last thirty seconds of the uh, the (laughs) movie. It's the sort of thing that you would expect from the beginning of a movie where there wasn't, you know, a previous scene that explained it, but he has to explain it anyway.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's as if he's like, he's just now realizing what that phone call meant, what occurred uh, during that discussion with Franny, that she is going to be there tomorrow.
0: Like, I get processing things after they happen, but I usually don't do it out loud to myself. (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, we've been on quite a, a journey with this character because uh, the first time we saw him, he was playing it at such a low level of this kind of utter contempt for his father. And now uh, for this next minute, and I think for the rest of the film, he plays it at this high level of freak out.
0: Yeah. He just wanted to show that he has a range,
3: you know? <laughs> but his his reverie about uh, Freddie's impending arrival tomorrow is interrupted by the cat walking by, accompanied by strangely tropical music
2: right it sounded like <laughs> it sounded like the, the the worst jimmy buffett song you'd ever heard or some sort of like really lame ass white boy reggae <laughs> but uh but it, it's amazing to me how many themes this movie has because it just runs through them all like like every single scene has another another theme and uh later the other minute that i prepared for later on had a completely different theme and i'm just uh you know not that any of them are any good but it does represent a certain amount of something i don't know
0: i think they just went down the garage band list and just put them in in that order whatever yeah.
3: order they showed up in it cuts to the uh Dad, kind of listlessly drinking coffee and walking around the house. Well, actually, if that's
2: tea, because he's carrying like a little. Tea. You can, yes. You can, you can you can see he's got the little uh, tea bag. Hanging out of there the side, which all I can think is that's gonna that's gonna get super super bitter in a little bit.
0: Guys, we missed the part where he asks what the cat is. Isn't that
2: the first time anyone in this film sees Duffy? Yes. Or or hears Duffy? Yes. And whenever whenever Duffy meows, that always sounds to me like someone's just got like the the world's worst soundboard program on an iP- iPhone because <laughs> it's just the same meow over and over again. It's so like you know whenever you hear an owl hoot in a movie and they use that same owl that was recorded sometime in like 1952 and it's, it's, yes
3: exactly
0: it's
2: the same cat i'm sure that was recorded sometime in like 1971 or something like that but he's
0: i'm just amazed that he apparently doesn't know what a cat is by sight <laughs> i don't get it
2: well since he lives in whatever what you know whatever could be this could be hawaii it could be the pacific northwest it could be wherever maybe there are no cats maybe it's a terrifying apparition
0: maybe this is some sort of strange future where cats are have gone extinct except they've done studies if humans died out cats wouldn't give a single shit they would live just fine
3: I read somewhere that cats are only, like aren't actually domesticated that they just think that humans are like strangely docile cats.
0: From from my limited experience with cats, that seems about right.
3: But yeah, so he he says what's that and then he does realize that the cat is a cat cuz then he de- directly shouts kitty
0: maybe i mean he's already proven himself to be a slow processor so maybe it just took a minute for the sight to go up to his brain i don't know it's
3: true switches over to the dad drinking tea with the tea bag in the in the cup and wandering listlessly around the house and opening the sliding glass door for no reason (laughs) chris shouts from the top of the stairs dad did we get a cat
2: right this is the first of i i think several of his wonderful uh stair descent uh scenes that he does so he, <laughs> he bounds down the stairs makes his mark takes a deep breath collects his thoughts and then he walks forward with his eyes fixed on what i can only imagine is the the tape mark that was left by some gaffer he's going to get right there and then deliver his line about what do you do
0: maybe he's staring at the script off screen somewhere <laughs> That's assuming there was a script, and this isn't just made up as they went along.
3: But yes, I, I love the flow of this conversation, because it's like, Dad, did we get a cat? No, why? What do you do when you like a girl?
0: Does this have something to do with the cat, son? Are you <laughs> Yeah. Are you hitting on a cat?
2: This continues the theme that, that runs the film, of people sort of talking past each other in different rooms questions are asked and they're they're left unanswered you know the the, the father asks you know he, first he asks the father if we got a cat then he just wa- zooms or the father asks the son did we get a cat then he runs down he asks another question and that question of course is is not answered either <laughs> so it's kind of very uh, like Beckett or something you know so.
3: you know maybe they're just the whole message of this film is that we don't really hear each other when we speak uh to one another <laughs>
0: Or maybe it's trying to teach us that life doesn't always provide the answers that we're looking for.
3: And so the father's wise words in response to what do you do when you like like a girl is, ah, well, um, and that's about it.
2: Well, I'm surprised that he doesn't have more to say. He seems like the kind of guy who would have a wealth of knowledge about these things.
0: Quite the ladies' man.
2: You can see the, the, the visible relief in his face when Duffy meows and he's able to completely redirect the, the the attention to aha a cat and now he no longer has to have the talk with his son
0: he works for a technology company so I'm, or he worked I'm sorry I'm sorry yes. worked he's retired. I'm sure he can um link him to a website or something <laughs> he's hip with the kids it, it amazes
2: me how in this in this time when when everybody knows what a website is and everybody knows what it means to work in a dot com we have this guy who just comes along and nebulously says we sold the company we sold the interface and it's uh <laughs> and and now we can live forever here in maui or wherever it is we live <laughs> in this enormous house
3: yeah and another thing that i've i've noticed just watching a few minutes is since he has announced his retirement, he's kind of loafed around the house, and so I just wonder, do they own a television?
2: Well, if he's a if, if he's a nerd, he should be off playing Mario Kart.
3: Yeah, and like, he's developed some kind of code that he has sold for this magic amount of money, uh, so you know, he's probably going to be on a, a computer messing around, I would imagine, but...
0: But no, he just wants to open his sliding door, whatever.
3: How else will Duffy get in and
2: out? It's really important really important that duffy help this family because they're obviously struggling
0: oh yeah yes you know
2: there 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 is there are ebola outbreaks in africa there's uh you know civil war in the middle east but god damn it this this phil is just doesn't know what to do with himself in retirement and that requires all the help a talking cat can give
3: I'm just trying to imagine a version of this film where Duffy is helping out, like, a really impoverished family that has, like, real problems. It'd
0: probably be a more interesting movie.
3: But what kind of solutions would Duffy be able to come up with?
2: He comes to a family where the marriage is falling apart and they're saying, like, listen, I, I, I just don't think she she, she ever loved me. I don't know what, what to feel. And Duffy says, maybe you should look at your beeping machine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. open your beeping machine <laughs> yes
2: so in summation not much happens to this minute
3: yeah we have um one a, a character moves from one room to another and sees a cat
0: and people dodge questions
3: but yeah I think that about sums up uh, minute nine Are you ready to wrap this up any closing thoughts anyone
2: only if you really really need to know what to do when you like a girl don't ask phil
3: wise words wise words all right thank you john mccoy thank you for joining us thank you this has been a talking cast and i've been sammy c uh dylan reed miller and i'm john mccoy thanks for joining us thank you can't get enough of talking cast if you enjoyed it and you
0: want to stay up to date with our future episodes Please like us on Facebook at
3: Facebook.com slash a talking cast.
0: Or follow us on Twitter at a talking cast.
3: And you can help out the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. See you next time. It's Bye!
1: Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. It's That was episode nine of A Talking Guest, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with co host Sammy C. and guest host John McCoy. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. In loving memory of of Griffin Griffin Doherty. Doherty.